Welcome to Take Note. This is the 153rd episode of our podcast uh, that Adam and I package and put together for you on a somewhat irregular schedule uh, to wild acclaim. Welcome back. Hope you are carrying your notebook around in your pocket and that when something notable or unusual happens to you, you're whipping your notebook out in the words of number one fan of the show, Ryan Sly, and writing it down so you can share it with your friends. Uh, the friend that I share it with is Adam. Hello, Adam. Hi, Ted. Uh, it, it's an irregular, I guess it's irregular. I want to, I want, I've got my, my haunches up about it being an irregular schedule, but I guess if I'm being honest, I got my, yeah, you, you got my hackles. Um, haunches are up. Haunches Watch are out. Up. Haunch attack. Haunch attack. Incoming. Uh, we, we launched a Patreon, Adam, and, uh, it's not something, uh, we're not in this for the money, but, uh, I, I think we decided, you know, we put a lot of work into this, uh, let's give the people an opportunity to support us, and I, I think it's safe to say that we are, uh, thrilled and flattered with the support that people have shown for us. Do you share in this feeling? Yes, I but I feel I feel great shame, and even this much discussion about it is making me a little uncomfortable. Um, why don't we just say well, I sent some postcards to our earliest patrons, and I will try to keep up the habit. And if you would like to um, to donate a buck or two, you can do so at patreon dot com slash take note. That's right. And if you don't I, want to, totally fine. Uh, happy Father's Day, Adam. So I, I got a great heavy um, vintage pen holder that holds 13 pens. It is a glass. It, it looks like an ashtray, but it's a pen holder um, that cool. has 13, 13 even holes that pens can go in. And then I also received five new pens. And so now I have just the, the, jo- the little joyous project sincerely i think i sound i sound like i'm being sarcastic but the joyous project of figuring out the perfect pens for the 13 holes in that pen holder but i also received are uh, they yep is, is this oriented in an upright fashion upright or is fashion. It an angle it's an upright fashion so is it like a block with holes in the top of it it is like a dome with holes on the oh, top cool. of it yeah oh very nice yeah it is really nice um and but i also got some new pens to test out I got my my kids picked out uh, the pens for me. I got a zebra sarasa point seven in green. I like that one a lot. It's classic. Pilot juice up point three. It's greenish mm-hmm. because my my favorite color is green. So they got they boys got me green pens. Then I got a ball sign. Mm, ball sign. Sorry. Sorry. Let me see. ball sign ID. I got a ball Jesus. sign ID. Uh, point, point four. That's in a dark purple. Kids told me that. Cause what's, the, what's the tip on that one? Point four. Point. Got it. Ball sign ID. Point four, in dark purple. Uh, How do you spell that? B a l l s i g n, s i g n. Ball sign. Yeah, it's pronounced Bartholme, but um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, then um, the the I got the the big gift like the big special pen. It was actually a very small pen. It's the Midori um, brass ballpoint. It's a bullet pen, 
and I should have asked Very somebody cool. to color on this, but I think it's a, uh, I think, I think it's like a red brass case on it. It's nice. Whatever it is, I'm guessing it's burnished. It's this is not burnished. My my. I don't my, know what burnished means. Oh, okay. I thought burnished was like kind of dulled. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. These are things that we should know as sa- okay Maybe stationary podcast. Do people. you do the burnishing? The the best pen of the bunch was the Pentel Energel point five. That's that's a great pen. I think you should try that's to find it. Pen. I feel like I've had an Energel before that doesn't look like this, but all it says is Pentel Energel, tiny letters, BLN125. So this came from the Japanese stationery shop, so maybe... Well, the, the Energels have always had fantastic ink. Yep. High-performing ink. I've always had a problem with the pens themselves are always a little too big or a little too... Something's always a little off ergonomically, but the ink has always been fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the, that's the favorite pen, and there's something about it and that I don't even know that it is not exactly the right width for that um, pen holder that I've got. So that it'll be a little, it'll be an interesting project figuring out which pens actually fit that thing, which are the best pens that fit that thing. And presumably, you have some, some pre-existing pens that you can work into the mix. No, I do. Or are these I your do. first? Yep, these, these are your first pens ever, am I to understand that correctly? Decided to wait 153 episodes to purchase a pen. But, yep, the, the, the wife and the kids delivered just what everybody wants for Father's Day, some new podcast content. Good. Thank you to them. Uh, well, my, my family refuses to buy me anything pen or notebook related or uh, fashion or clothing related. Uh, so, I got a wait, coffee mug that oh, says... Okay. Great. All right, you guess. You guess. Uh, this you a, ought to be rich. Do you get a tea mug? Yes. Nice. Yeah. What does it say? It says, uh, it says uh, dad jokes served fresh daily. <laughs> yeah. uh, with a picture of Goofy. We, they got it for me when we were at Disneyland. So part of the gift is the miracle that they got it home from Disneyland and waited. This was months ago that we went. So it, it survived that long in order for them to give it to me on Father's Day. The miracle of that was part of the gift. Are you a like, particular Goofy fan? Uh, no. Okay. Yep. Nope. Got it. Nope. Kids like Goofy. Perfect. It's a great mug. I was pretty happy with that joke. And I look forward to using the mug. Wait, what's the joke? Races. The joke is dad uh, jokes f- freshly served. served. Fresh, served fresh daily. Oh, that's yeah, not like a coffee. It's, like a okay. fresh cup of coffee. Got, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a great joke. Yep. <laughs> um, well, every episode we ask each other, what do you got? Means what did you write down in your notebook lately that's, that's worthy or, or not worthy of sharing on a podcast? What do you got, Adam? All right. Uh, wrote this at Wiley's Rookie Ball Practice. That's, uh, I don't know if Rookie Ball is a nationalized term but that's just you know that's like early early baseball practice at wiley's rookie ball practice i stepped in taffy and ruined my shoe (laughs) one one boy wanders off the field for water and whines to his mom oh this is so boring i wish i could play basketball what do you got uh so it, it was father's day a few a few days ago so i wrote down a couple recent wins of my own in honor of Father's Day, kind of little self-hype. 
Uh, I made the cashier and the bagger, two separate people, at Sprouts, the, uh, the grocery store, laugh honestly, I think, uh, but I'm biased and they were trapped, at my <laughs> joke about the weird Norwegian cheese that I was buying. Did, uh, it, did you do a Norwegian accent? Win. No, I, but I did mention, uh, I, I said something along the lines of, uh, you know, we, these Norwegians, when they're done skiing, they, they come down to base camp and eat their weird cheese. Something, skiing was involved, Norwegians. Uh, okay, second win. The PlayStation 4 controller joystick broke. I, I don't know how. I have my suspicions. This is, this is not about that, though. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> took apart the controller with a little screwdriver, removed the front of it and several important pieces, fixed the joystick, and put it back together again, and it works for now. That's my second win. Listen, I, don't, I couldn't. Because that's I your couldn't. Father's Day win, I am not going to say voided warranty. Oh, the words were ringing in my ears, but... Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, when the seven-year-old was swinging it like a baseball bat and chucked it across the room that that probably already voided the warranty Got it. by that point. Got it. Yeah, I couldn't think of any more wins. That's, that's why. <laughs> what do you got, Adam? All right, well, I heard this today in the coffee shop. A uh, girl walked up to the barista and said, what alternative milks do you have? That's it. <laughs> that's all it needs that's all it is that's all it is. i was trying to withhold my laughter because yeah, i thought maybe something else was going but i was already laughing yeah what i was already there milks do you have i <laughs> uh we we reflected on this on our nightly walk my wife and i and um it's great it's not an unreasonable question but it's an insane no. thing to hear <laughs> <laughs> everyone will know what you're talking about while also thinking you're a total weirdo yeah i mean no, i don't it's just it was more like the it was like the future was at the the future was standing there at the at the counter and i was just overhearing <laughs> and not even the future the present just someone of the moment yeah so adam i recently made a playlist on spotify uh, based on your uh prompt i want to call sure. it but really it was your your statement of inspiration that you were working with country songs for clones I had a great time um the playlist is on our patreon you could find it there um so i wanted in that spirit i wanted to return the serve to you and this is not a, in a negative way this is in a, a fun way but uh i finished country songs for clones I made a playlist. Now, I want you to make a playlist entitled Folk Songs for Phones. Folk Songs for Phones. Phones, yeah. spelled with an F. Spelled with an F. That's the only caveat. Folk Songs for Phones. F-O-N-E-S. This is not homework. Go at your own pace. Yep. When that's ready, we'll have country songs for clones. <laughs> folk songs, folk songs for, phones. for phones. Oh, I got it now. <laughs> by the by, the end of the summer, by the, uh, we, go we at your own pace. Completed this our not trilogy homework. by the end of the summer. <laughs> yeah, what's the trilogy? What's the third one going to be? Well, that that remains to be seen. It doesn't exist yet. Okay. I think 
I think the ball will be back in your proverbial yeah. court. Oh at yeah. That point. And, and I'm going to I'm going to ace you. I'm going to you're going to get aced. <laughs> you're going to the ball sign will be headed my way. The ball sign will be headed my way. Folk songs for phones. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's great. God will probably have to include Folk Music is Insane by Hallelujah the Hills. Don't no spoilers. Yeah. Hmm. Save it. This was unexpected. Um you've you've rattled me. Good. <laughs> Last week, uh we we offhandedly mentioned Donald Barthelme. Um I don't know, one of us mentioned him. Did I get his name right? Did I screw it up in the well, end? So Adam, yeah, Adam won't accept that I know how to pronounce his name correctly. Did, so didn't now, I do it right instead that time? of just instead of an, uh, pronouncing it correctly, he he <laughs> reads it as if there's a question mark at the end of the name. <laughs> you you assume you do you assume think, malfeasance Adam, in my pronunciation? May, and I've he been, says, I've been "Are very you sure?" Clear. And I, I say, "I cannot pronounce I say, it." <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure it's Bartholomew. And he goes, mm, "Is it?" So now it's there's always a question mark at the end, no matter what, when Adam said. But it's well, for the rest it, of you, it's Donald Barthelme. He's a famous writer. I feel like that's what I said. Anyways, all right. So we we you we mentioned it on the show Barthelme? last week. We mentioned Donald Barthelme, Houston's own. I said I think I screwed See, now up. Now you're again. saying it wrong. Bartholme. Not on purpose. Can't can't. It's out of my control. It is out of my okay. control. Um, Fair enough. We mentioned him on the show last week, and then I I texted you, and I was like, I kind of like this idea of. Um, like trying to, I don't know. We mentioned him last week. Let's read a couple stories. Let's talk about him. Let's like have a through line through the show. Listeners, don't expect this next week. We're not going to, there's nothing we talked about this week that we're going to talk about next week. But, um, so we read a couple uh, Bartholomew short stories and it turned out that you had picked up City Life, um, his collection from the thrift store at some point. And this frustrated me greatly because City Life doesn't include any of the Bartholomew stories that I've read. Um, but in reading about it, it's a it's a really like well it's a well regarded collection of his. One of the best collections. At some point, he was putting out a book every year for at least four years, and this was one of the best when it came out. And so we read in the Tolstoy Museum from the City Life collection, and we read. Brain damage. Brain damage. And um, both of these are, I would say they are like the most Bartholomew. (laughs) Bartholomew. And it turns out that the stories that I'd read, which I think maybe have over time been, like become the more well-known stories, are the school and the Indian uprising and maybe even the balloon. I don't know. But those are the, those stories. What I've learned from reading City Life are like Bartholomew on, like five or six, as opposed to the, <laughs> the 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 crazy stories that we read. That I think we will maybe briefly discuss, but really kind of talk around um, because they're hard to describe. I mean, brain damage is almost every paragraph is like a different idea, and it's yeah the. Uh, beautiful and kind of mind-blowing and but it's it's um each each one of them maybe could have been a story by some other postmodern writer <laughs> but Bartholomew decided it like it seems like condensed that was my take on brain damage it condensed all of maybe 20 different stories into one story um yeah. 
Well, and so so I agree with you. I, I can't even remember which Bartholomew stories I've read over the years, but I think the ones that stick around are the ones that might be helpful for somebody else writing a short story or or you know aspiring to create something themselves. Whereas whereas brain damage and at the Tolstoy Museum are pushing pushing the form uh, even to the point of um, both of them include images yeah which, i think uh, that whole book before right? i looked at this say again that whole book city life has images is that right i mean here and there oh, okay. uh, some stories don't but these two in particular um have these kind of you know at the tolstoy museum has almost kind of like joking you know one is like a it appears to be a vintage woodcut, but then it's like Tolstoy's coat blown yeah. up to the size in relation to the figures of like a, a five-story building. So it's kind of like Monty Python almost-esque, um, these old-fashioned illustrations, which is just seems like just to be funny. Yeah, it's wild um, that these are the two stories, actually. I didn't realize this. These are the two stories we yeah. picked. And the, and the way that I picked these stories is... Um, I I went and I found the the book review from the New York Times from when City Life was published to try to figure out since I hadn't heard of any of those stories which of the stories we might read and these were the first off I think as I told you they they do not write book reviews like that anymore um, because it took I don't know seventy percent of a very I was seventy percent into a very long book review before they started talking about this book it was like a survey <laughs> of all Bartholomew before this. Um, it's the newspaper of record. Yep. And that author really liked these two stories, but I don't think, to your attention, the fact that he just picked, he or she, and he, I'm guessing, just picked the stories with pictures. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, just, I just caught that now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so I, we could talk more about these stories, maybe, if, if you feel like you've got more to say, but I was going to just share that my introduction to Bartholomew was a, a McSweeney's from 2007, McSweeney's 24. You can buy it for five bucks online now, uh, $24 at the time. And half the book, which is, it is a, it is an S-shaped book, S-shaped book. And half of the book, you can open the book from the back and it is a, what do they call it? A symposium on Bartholomew and two previously uncollected stories. And I knew nothing about Bartholomew, including I didn't know how to pronounce his name um, when I when I opened this up. And it is is delightful. I learned all about him, and I uh, started picking up a couple of his books. And I, I highly recommend it. It's great. There's also uh, the longest essay about Bartholomew is uh, George Saunders' essay. And it is, if um, if you want to get a sense of George Saunders writing about how to write a story without having to read Russian authors, uh, he does it with mm. Bartholomew's The School in this. Well, the I mean, the other slight confluence is that uh, I'm reading, you are rereading George Saunders's book, A Pond, A Swim in the Pond, Swim in a Pond in the Rain, about writing, about Russian writers, and one of the stories, I haven't finished the book yet, is a Tolstoy story in which he does a little background on Tolstoy, you know, as this great moralist and, you know, kind of 
exploring the myth of Tolstoy. And then we open up to at the Tolstoy Museum. So I felt, uh, thanks to George Saunders, I felt very well prepared for this very sort of silly <laughs> treatment of, um, of a great Russian writer, uh, which seems to be like an odd little um, walk through an actual, you know, the narrator is purporting to go to an actual Tolstoy Museum. Uh, yeah. And it's absurd and short and kind of goes off, if I recall, into some weird sort of non-ending. And I mean, Bar what you can say about Barthelme is he's he's doing these pretty wild things, but he's an absolutely beautiful writer. I mean, every sentence that he writes is fantastic. So at no point do you not feel like you're in the hands of a of a real master. Uh, and what he does, he seems to do on purpose. Now, it might not be satisfying in and of itself, but he's mm -hmm. clearly doing it with intention. All right, I laughed because what I was about to say is, like, I, I definitely would say these stories are delightful. Would you agree, Ted? And I think we have gotten a hint <laughs> as to, to, to what you think. Uh, so I recommend that somebody uh, get a copy of The School and read The School because um, that's, I think, the... Uh, and that's that's the one that Saunders writes about too, but that's the story that, uh, is just like, no, I don't know. I don't want to say no word is wasted, but that's the one that's going to sell you on Barthelme, I think. And then you, then you can get into the weirder stuff from there. And the school is yeah. very, very weird. Yeah. City life is tough. Uh, it would be a tough introduction. I agree with you. Uh, you got to really, I mean, I did. I do uh, only only as we're talking about it now. I think of Delillo and the, the, you know, you can feel some of that disjointedness and and beautiful sentence work without feeling the necessity of closing out an idea or providing any sense of completion. Uh, you know, kind of toying with the reader. There's there's some of that to Barthelme, I think. Speaking of toying with the reader, you are going to be learning how to toy with the reader because you're at this uh, you're at this writer's workshop that you told hey. us about, I think, last week. Uh, Imprint Houston hosts these. like to get their name out there. It is an unmitigated delight. <laughs> uh, Thursday <laughs> evenings from 6 to 9 p.m., uh, a group of... of of aspiring writers at every at every stage at uh you know every kind of aspiration and style you could think of we gather and a experienced writer just runs a workshop and it's really something it's uh so i played uh i played baseball all the way through college and then when i was done with college i was done with baseball and i didn't even get out on a field for another 12 years and then when I did get back out on the field, I was like, this is my favorite thing ever. Why haven't I been doing this? And then I went to grad school where I did a bunch of writing workshops. And then when I was done with grad school, I didn't do any writing workshops. And then 10, 12 years later, I'm back in a writing workshop. And I'm thinking, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? So there's, there's a couple through lines there. Yeah. So when is your, when are you turning in your story? I'm turning it in on Thursday. As you know, the listener won't know. I've been consternating, uh, struggling, wrestling, 
fighting. Uh, you know, I got this deadline. I got to give a, a, a somewhat coherent piece to a group of relative strangers to judge and attack. And it feels like a lot of pressure. It's good pressure. Uh, Adam's been, been pep-talking me and slapping me across the face, get, getting me back to my senses, grabbing me by the lapels and shaking me. I'm going to get there. Um, that's the intense part about this. If it were up to me, I would just sit and read short stories written by the great masters and chat with them, chat about them with strangers for three hours. But no, gotta gotta put it all out there. Gotta get my put my put to stick my own neck out. So it's all about. Um. So what are the criteria? Like, are you allowed? Can you English. show up with a haiku? I mean, I know you can't. I know you wouldn't. But like, I mean, I, what well, criteria? I mean, what criteria so, have they set out for you? Yeah, the max is twenty-five pages. Okay, yep. which I, let's go. I'll, I'll take the under. Fog, a foghorn guffaw at that one. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I could do if I want to do five or six flash fiction pieces, that would work. But generally speaking, it's it's a fiction class, so it's it is a short story class. It's not so explicitly stated, but um, we've been reading short stories. We're talking about techniques around fiction, so so. A short, a fiction short story in English, is uh, is expected. Other than that, you know, it could be any genre. It's pretty much for the writer to uh, to determine. And then we'll workshop it. You know, like classic workshop. Everyone reads it, makes their notes. the The teacher is just a angel of a human, supportive, positive, fun, goofy. It's great. Well. I uh, I've got one little more piece of advice for you. You're gonna turn in your you're gonna turn in your story in a couple days. I got one yeah. word for you. Yeah. Skittles. You bring some Skittles. You immediately one up the other gal or guy who's gotta bring in their story. You've won. You've won. Yeah. Fiction workshop. You'll show them. I like it. Create a create a positive connotation get some get their endorphins flowing that's what uh, Mind, that's what Raymond connection. Carver did <laughs> Skittles <laughs> yep uh, let's do this again next week Adam what do you say sounds great Bartholomew good <laughs> uh, sounds, you can find us sounds swell Bartholomew sounds whatever you say Bartholomew Yep, there we go. Three, two, one. Whatever you say, Bartholomew. Nope. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at TakeNotePod. Uh, you can find us on the internet at TakeNote.space. Lots of great blog content over there for you to enjoy. And now you can find us on Patreon. <coughs> and now you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Take note. We really appreciate your support. In the meantime, take care.